You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to 106.7 The Fan. This is AWOD Weekend Radio on a Saturday, October 23rd, and Tomorrow, Sunday at 1 p.m., the Washington football team travels to Lambeau Field, or if you're like the radio reporters in this area, J.P. Finley or Grant Paulson, you're already in Green Bay and taking in, uh, that is, um, Lambeau Field and all of Wisconsin. And so my question to you guys out there, 1-800-636-1067, pick up your phone, call in now, 1-800-636-1067, I dare you to try to bring the energy like the Wizards fans did that last hour there. But my question is, does anyone else feel like the Ron Rivera honeymoon is over? Like, the marriage between Dan Snyder and Ron Rivera, you know, it started out nice. I mean, it was a little turmoil because it was like right when he started, they changed the name. There was a lot of off-the-field drama. But they got things going. They made the playoffs last year, 7-9. and nine. Then you had Ron Rivera come on the Sports Junkies on 1067 the fan. It's a weekly appearance. I guarantee you if you listen you'll love it. It's great radio. Um the thing is he came out with this crazy statement that was I wish we hadn't been 7 and 9 last season and made the playoffs so expectations wouldn't be as high. He got a lot of crap on social media for that comment. They went out that the next week 13-10 at halftime against Kansas City. Things aren't bad. Ends up being what? 31 to 13. I mean, we didn't score in the second half. That had me has me feeling like this Ron Rivera honeymoon is over. Like, I'm already ready to start looking for new coaches. I'm not even joking. I'm questioning all of his decision makings. From the fourth down and ten to his timeout calls, uh, to to the fact that like he's not going at Jack Del Rio to blitz more. Like, I would have done that after week three. I mean or week four at the most. We're now in week seven, and this defense is basically last place. Um, we don't do anything right on third down on offense or the defensive side of the ball. And so I do not feel confident in Ron Rivera's ability to outcoach the opponent. I'm Adam Epstein on 106.7 The Fan, and the Ron Rivera honeymoon for me is over. It's done. I, I just, I'm seeing through this riverboat Ron gimmick. He doesn't have any idea when it's appropriate to go for it on fourth down. I feel like he's lost all control of the defense, him and Jack Del Rio. You won't question Jack. I mean, we're seven games into the season. This defense isn't top five. It's bottom five. You know, it's about damn time you start making big moves on defense. And look, I'm not saying I'm fully turning on Ron Rivera as a coach at this moment as the season goes south, but I am saying this honeymoon is over. It's over, man. He's just an average, he's just regular Ron now. He's not Ron Burgundy anymore when I was butt-sized for him to be the head coach here in Washington. Feels like 
You know, at first it felt like everything he touched turned to gold. And now it's just like, you listen to him on the junkies, he's pissed off every week. Not only does it say, guys, 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 and cliches. He's not firing me up. Not like he did last season. So a, a lot of what was said this week and, you know, around the media was, man, the fact that he didn't make the playoffs, or we didn't make the playoffs last year at 7-9, and nine, making expectations too high. Well, that's exactly what happened. And then we spent all offseason hyping up this team, and now we can't get a stop from anyone. And so, and you're also dealing with this whole drama here in Washington. Where it feels like every coach has this issue. From Jay Gruden. Oh, you could go all the way back to Norv Turner. Every coach comes in here. You know, Jim Zorn also, you know, and it's like, man, they're going to make a difference if we can get him a quarterback. We're now dealing with, we're probably going to go into year three of the Ron Rivera era without a quarterback. Why? Because there's no good college quarterback right now that's coming out of the draft. That's been the big talk uh, on BetMGM tonight, this week that I work on here from Odyssey. You can listen from 7 to 11 p.m. on the Odyssey app or on twitch.tv slash betql. But like, there's no good college quarterbacks right now, so... Who's going to be the quarterback of this Washington football team moving forward? I Grant Polson said this week, and I thought it was a great point. If Taylor Heineke has a bad game, screw it. Give the ball to Kyle Allen. Because maybe he can spark something. We can get a couple wins and be in contention for the last five games of the season. Just my biggest issue with Ron Rivera is that he seems to be too loyal. He doesn't want to make adjustments from year to year on the weakest parts of the team. Last year, third down offense, third down defense were our downfall. It's the exact same thing this defense. We are dreadful on third down. We can't get off the field. And the biggest thing on defense, and and a lot of, like, I, I try to, like, argue for this Washington football team with my friends when I'm talking about it. And I would say, you know what, there's been a couple plays this season where, Washington plays great, and it, they get a stop on first down. It's second and 12. Second and 12, they give up a three-yard pass. Boom, it's third and nine. And we're looking like the best defense in the league. And then we give up a 50-yard bomb. You know, it's like you're filling up a, a water jug, and it's all going great, and then it starts leaking. And you see there's a massive hole in the bottom, and that's what it feels like right now uh, with our defense. And then on offense, we have Terry McLaurin and what? Adam Humphreys making play? Samuel barely sees the field. Thomas is down. We don't have enough game changers. We knew that this offseason. And we did nothing. We said, oh, Antonio Gibson, his turf toe is going to be better. Well, now he has a shin injury. Good. So just to kind of like ask you a question, kind of put you on the spot a little bit. Do you think that Rivera's just, you know, given everything that's going on with the team, all the controversy and things, do you think, He's just kind of trying to do enough to, you know, keep his job, stay his, you know, keep his head above water. Not that he doesn't care, but, you know, I just kind of get to your point, get this nonchalant kind of like going with the flow I just, attitude. I don't think he knows what he's doing when it comes to like the offensive side of the book. He's like a, he's a leader of men. Uh, he's a great leader. I think he inspires them. But on offense, he's not going to tell Scott Turner what to do. And I don't think Scott Turner knows what to do. And on defense, he's going to say, oh, this is Jack's guys, even though he was a great linebacker. But, like, what has he done? You know what I mean? Like, what has he done besides bad challenges, bad timeouts, bad fourth down decisions? All right, I spoke enough. Let's get to the phone lines. We're locked and loaded now. Let's go to Kyle in D.C. What's going on, Kyle? Hey, what's up, A-Wad? Man, first time calling you on here, man. Hi, I appreciate it, man. Welcome to the A-Wad Army. Hey, I'm a Clarendon guy, man, so we're, we're up here. Awesome. 
Love but it. Yeah, skins, man. I, I think uh, Aaron Rodgers. I think they're going to get blown out this week, man. I think Green Bay is going to put it on them. Uh, coaching has just been terrible this year. It's bad. No adjustments. Not fixing problems. But uh, I'd like to shout out to the caller that called on the last call for the Wizards. Brought the energy, man. And uh, I just got done working a, a big shift, and it got me ready for the day. And the Wizards look great. Capitals look great. And I just wanted to call and say I love the show on Saturdays, man. Hey, that's a great call, man. I appreciate hearing from you, Kyle. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. I uh, love calls like that. Let's go to Joey. Joey Badass in Bethesda. What's going on, Joey? Yeah, guys. uh Riverboat Ron is not the answer. He's doing exactly as he did in Carolina. This team's going 5-12. and 12. They're going to trend towards 3-14 and 14 next year. We are the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> Joey, Thanks, what guys. is Joey? Joey, what is Ron Rivera doing wrong in your mind? Ah, oh, he hung up. He hung up. Because I, I do agree Ron Rivera's making mistakes, but I wanted to hear from him. Uh, let's keep it going here. Matt in Virginia. What's up, Matt? You're on the fan of Adam Epstein. Hey, well, I love your show, man. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, look, two two points. Yeah. Two, two points with this with this Washington football team. Number one, they're playing a first place schedule, right? So we play we played a last place schedule last year, and we only won seven games. So so you know the idea that they're getting that they're getting their butts handed to them is not surprising to me. Second, Rivera didn't manage expectations. He's trying to come out now and manage expectations, but it's too little, too late. Really, that this team could easily be zero and six. Absolutely. Your last caller said they're going to win. The last caller said they're going. To, they could win five games. They may not win another another game this year. Honestly, I mean, I could see them losing to Philly twice and the Giants, and those are the only three winnable games. And by the end of the year, this 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 division's going to be done. I mean, Dallas is going to run away with the division. So yeah. anyway, just just That's wanted. Nice. Oh, the Washington football team. We are the bottom feeders of the NFL. We're down there with Jacksonville. So, I so hate you're to say it. I love them. I'm a fan. Yeah, yeah I'm a fan. I love them, a Watt, But you know. So, so. Like, hold on, Matt. So I, I agree with yeah. you, and I think this honeymoon with Ron Rivera is over. Like yeah. I, he's driving me crazy. But give me specific things that he's doing that, that's pissing you off. Well, from what from what I hear, I listen to the Jones. He's not even really the coach, right? <laughs> he's he kind of oversees he kind of oversees the whole thing. Yeah. Um. And and he's he doesn't even call defensive plays. He's supposed to be a defensive coach. Yeah. And I he, actually, and he yeah, Matt, to I call actually saw an article that said uh, it might be smart to re- move Ron Rivera to GM and hire a new coach. Like that, that's actually a conversation that's being having had around town between fans. And media members. It's unbelievable how quickly things have turned here for Ron in Washington. But if you ask me, the honeymoon period is over. I mean, I, it's close to separation. Like, I, I'm not saying I'm going to file for divorce, Donald, but he's getting on my last nerve. Are, are you are you drawing up the papers, at I'm least? I've officially downloaded Tinder, and okay. I'm swiping for new coaches. <laughs> that That's my take here. Let's go to Andre in Virginia. What's going on, Andre? Hey, what are you doing, Ewok? Hey, man. Man, man, this is my, I, I love your show. That's the first thing about it. And I have two two points, right? Yeah. So I called maybe like two weeks ago, and I told you that I didn't understand the excitement about Ron Rivera when he came. I never thought he was perfect for the job. He's not a, a great head coach before. He was not a great head coach. And the second thing is that I don't understand why you're saying we should move Heineke. We should have some continuity um, with the quarterback. Kyle Allen, we already know what Kyle Allen is. 
just stick with Heineke. That's how he's doing. So the question, the question with that is, how long do we let Taylor Heineke play bad for? It's been two straight games One now year. where he's been bad. So you'd give him the whole season. Yes, because we know what Kyle Allen is. He's not that great. Taylor Heineke, he can ball. So, so Andre, know so that. Taylor Heineke can move around, and that's why he's the starting quarterback. Grant Polson said this on 106.7 The Fan earlier this week. It was a great point. When we get towards the winter months, Heineke's arm strength has already been an issue. It's going to get worse when it gets colder. Kyle Allen might be able to throw a better deep ball, might be able to throw a better bullet pass across the middle. So maybe that's why you would switch to him. Um, because, look, if all else fails, hope that a QB change can generate some kind of momentum and new energy. All right, so 1-800-636-1067. we got a quick com- commercial break coming up. Uh, but real quick, I want to try to go to Paige, all right, because we don't get many uh, lady callers here on AWOD Weekend Radio. So Paige and Alexandria, what's going on? Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks. This is my first time calling in. Thanks for having me. Of course. What do you think of the show? Um, it's great. I love everyone's uh, frustration. I mean, I don't love everyone's frustration about the football team. I feel like it's been 20 years of just losing, a losing record. Every once in a while, we'll make it to the playoffs, have a good game, show up for the playoffs, and then obviously we'll lose. Yeah, but so what's your, biggest, really- what's your biggest frustration this season? This season, I think I have an overall one, and that would be the ownership of the team and how we changed the name of the team, saying that maybe we were going to come to D.C. and have some fans actually show up to the games because it would be easier to get to games transportation-wise. I think it would be a better environment for the fans. Um, and that hasn't happened. There's been no moves. There's always alleged issues with toxic energy on the team, and I think if we get... Uh, better leadership and ownership on the team that we might have a winning streak. I don't think it has anything to do with the players. I think it's just toxic energy. That's that's a great point, Paige. I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. Thanks. Yep. 1-800-636-1067. Love the phone calls. We got more people on the line. We're going to take a quick commercial break. This is AWOD Weekend Radio on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980. If you haven't had a chance to call in, you can always tweet me at AWAD Radio, A-W-A-D-D-R-A-D-I-O. We'll be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 456, welcome back to 106.7 The Fan. I'm Adam Epstein. At AWAD Radio, A-W-A-D-D-R-A-D-I-O on social media, Rocky hits me up. He says, who are we going to replace Rivera with? Top quality coaches and top tier quarterbacks don't want to come here, and we know why. Uh, And Mo hits me up. He was at the Wizards game last night, and he said they had an amazing atmosphere. uh, And that he's starting to lose faith in Riverboat Ron. And so you can hit me up throughout the show on AWAD Weekend Radio, at AWAD Radio on social media if you want to get your Tweets read on the show. Let's go to the phone lines right here, locked and loaded. Let's go to Vic talking about the Washington football team. What's up, Vic? Hey, Vic, you're on the fan. Hey, wow, my bad, my bad. Hey, wow. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> What's good, man? Hey, so, man, um, uh, is the Ron Rivera honeymoon over for you? Um, um It was never a honeymoon. It was always <laughs> it's, I'm evaluating you year to year. Um, I'm not a fan only. I am a fan, a part of what I am watching the game. So you're I'm telling a, me I'm last year you weren't in love with – like I was – I was, I proposed to him last year. I got a one knee for Ron Rivera. I was I was acknowledging what the the work he was doing in the midst of having a young football team that had something to prove. Oh, come on, now dude. We made the playoffs to 7-9. and nine. I bent the knee. I bent the knee for that Dragon King. No, I, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm a fan of what you do. Uh, on a regular basis, <clears throat> like Jimmy Johnson said. My favorite players are the players that are playing well, doing what I ask them to do, and the players that produce. And if you're not, you're not my favorite. You know, I, That's the type of fan I am. And I'm more or less because I'm a football guy, so I'm looking at football stuff. And right now, like I said, last year it was a team that was young that had something to prove. And this year it's a team that's young that doesn't have anything to prove. They thought they proved it by being 7-9 and nine <clears throat> and backpedaling into the playoffs because the Eagles took out Jalen Hurts. And even though Jalen Hurts is not a great quarterback, Jalen Hurts' athleticism would have beaten us and he would have been knocked out of the playoffs. Let's keep it real. Yeah, that's true. Um, th- this year, um, uh, there's a mindset change. And there's a, there's a mindset change that needs to happen moving forward. Um, the players have the ability. They have the athleticism. <clears throat> um, they are, they're talented uh, enough to still be successful and build on that success. But body, when, when you look at body language, when you look at uh, fundamentals, when you look at mistakes, when you look at uh, layers of mistakes and repeated mistakes, uh, you look at a repeated lack of fundamentals, uh, when you look at uh, how players are put in position or not put in position, and you look at the responses that you hear in the press conferences from natural human uh, uh, observation, this is a team that's frustrated because things are not being done the right way. Yeah. And now people are, people's egos are more uh, uh, present than actually uh, – doing the things that got you to 7-9 and nine, uh, with your backs against the wall. Hey, Vic, I, I got to take some more calls, man, but I appreciate I appreciate your thoughts as always. Uh, let's go to Raymond in Potomac. What's going on, Raymond? Hey, uh, Awad, I uh, love listening to your show as I'm running uh, 
my honeydew list on Saturdays to make <laughs> it go by a lot quicker. But uh, uh, just a couple of things to, to weigh in on tomorrow's game. Uh, yeah. Uh, we, we, we might be close for about a half, uh, you know, and then Rodgers will wake up because, you know, they, they're going to be the first half. The Packers are going to be thinking like, you know, we got this. And I think don't they play the Chiefs after us, which is a marquee game? I believe they do. Uh, so they might be looking ahead a little bit. But, you know, come halftime, you know, Rodgers will will turn the switch back on and, and kind of like what happened last week with uh, Kansas City. And, you know, we'll end up losing by about 10 to, to 12 points. But as far as the honeymoon, you know, as far as Ron Rivera, I, I wouldn't say I'm necessarily, uh, you know, down on that. Uh, the, the thing that, that that's disappointing to me is our defense. I mean, arguably, you know, we got at least talent-wise – the best defensive front, young defensive front. And I'm just uh, frustrated at how they're just not in position to make plays. They're They're not working together. And then that's the biggest thing, Raymond, is like every time Jonathan Allen gets past his man, then you see the quarterback roll out to the right and Chase Young's nowhere to be found. Or Chase Young will make the QB step up in the pocket and then you don't see Deron Payne or Matt Ioannidis. It's just like they have to all come together and – uh, maybe it's a little bit of luck the way it was working last year uh, that, like, that, you know, Montez Sweat and Chase Young would meet in the backfield, but it just feels like every time one guy gets a good rush, the other guy makes a mistake and the quarterback's able to scramble around. Uh, and you're right with the fact that we might be up at halftime because so many things had to go wrong last week for the Chiefs for us to be up 10-13 at the half. I mean, uh, Mahomes had an early turnover, right, where it bounced off of Tyreek Hill's hands. And then at the end of the half... It was like 13-10, Washington had all the momentum. They had like a minute left. They went the length of the field before he made that dumb uh, fumble, then interception. Everything had to go right for us to have a lead there. Uh, let's keep it going. We got Jim and Largo. What's up, Jim? Hey, what's up? Hey, what? What's your, what's your thoughts think... on the the honeymoon with Ron Rivera? Oh, man. I, I was never in love with Ron Rivera, man. Last year was just a complete mirage. You had uh, we, our defense wasn't that great last year. Just go back and look at through the look through the schedule. Like I think there might have been one win that impressed me last year, and that might have been against the Seahawks, where I thought we held rush. But other than that, like Pittsburgh, they that was a mirage. Pittsburgh, everybody saw there; they just weren't good. All the all the quarterbacks we played were just injured or third string or just not that good. Like the defense was giving up some of the most yards per game. They just we just got lucky and played bad quarterbacks. Like, when we played Joe Burrow, he had, like, 200 yards on us at the half. He yeah. was going for 400 yards. Our, our yeah. defense wasn't stopping anybody last year. Uh, I think Ron's biggest mistake was that he, he focused more on defense, bringing in, like, so many weapons on defense instead of uh, trying to, like, have our offense excel. We should right. It's an offensive league, Jim. Like, what are we doing? It's an offensive league, and we've, we've drafted in the first round, like, four last five years. Guys on the defensive line. And I get it. You like you want to make your strength stronger, but everyone knows you have to put up 25, 30 points now in this league to even compete for a chance. And we don't have a quarterback. We have one good wide receiver. We I, I love Antonio Gibson. He's got to stop turning the ball over, and he's got to stay on the field more. But our offense is, is missing so many weapons. Uh, and, and I don't believe the callers that tell me they weren't in love with Ron Rivera last year. That's B.S., Ron Rivera last week, I mean last year was he was the the media darling. You know, it was Cinderella. Everybody was obsessed with him last year. Ron Burgundy shirts were selling out of Dick Sporting Goods and Models. I promise that. Let's go to Alex in Virginia. What's up, Alex? 
Hey, what's up, hey, what? Hey, man, you got to use your pole to get you out of that Arlington County speeding ticket, dude. I know, a, I know. We got to get you some salesmen. We can still get you out of that. But anyway, <laughs> as for uh, Ron Rivera, no, uh, you go back into the records. I hated him since the first week he was here, the day he cut Adrian Peterson. Oh, that's right. That's a good piss, point. You, you, you want to piss off a fan base. I think I called in nonstop your show. I said, you got to get rid of this guy. What's he doing? But anyway, uh, one, one thing's really cool is if you go to uh, about Chris Blewett, the new kicker, if you, he was a trainer at uh, Anytime Fitness in Rose Hill down yeah. in Alexandria. Didn't he coach West Potomac also? Yes, sir. I'm I'm all in on this guy. Really? October 5th, October 5th, 1 p.m., the Rose Hill Anytime Facebook page. He does this crazy, it's a spinning trick shot from like 70 yards out, and he made it. Wow. So you're all in on blew it. You're going to tell me he's going to go out there and we're not going to be screaming, oh, he blew it. He blew the field goal. We're going to be cheering for him. Hey, all the doubters need to watch that uh, watch that Facebook video. That trick, he spins the ball, goes backward, and then kicks I'll, it in from yeah. seventy yards. I'll out. check it out, Alex. And look, there's a chance that we have like five field goal attempts against Green Bay because they're a defense that they have a lot of problems in the secondary. But they're like a bend but don't break type defense. So I, I hope he can knock down field goals because that was one thing that pissed me off about Ron Rivera was his loyalty to Dustin Hopkins forever. And I, I kept saying before the season. He's going to lose us a game. He's going to lose us a game. He should have lost us the Giants game. We kind of cheated our way out of that, to be honest. Uh, let's go to Lou in D.C. Lou, you're on the fan. What's up, A-Watt? What's going on with you, man? Hey, man, I'm frustrated about this Washington football team, and, and like, I'm just kind of over Ron Rivera. Like uh, like I said earlier, like, I, I don't see him lasting in Washington in another two or three years. Yeah, by the way it's going, I mean, it's just everything going like everything that we talked about in the off season. I mean, we call in and we we hype this defense. I mean, we talking about, you know, being the top fifth in the league and all the sudden within five weeks, it's like it's back to the Jay Gruden era. Like we don't see the adjustment. You don't play some of the players that should be on the field, like the Shays of Everett. Or, or number 39, uh, uh, Jer- Jeremy Reeves. I mean, why you constantly keep playing Landon Collins? I, I don't get it. Like, if the guy sucks and he's – he's, I mean, I know he's the highest-paid player, but come on, man, it makes no sense for them. I would, I would argue it's playing. less about him and about how they're using him because he does make plays when he's down by the line of scrimmage it, where, he, where he gets hurt is, you know, when he's playing deep safety. Um, it drives me crazy. All right, we're up against – a quick break here, and when I return, I'll be joined by Chase Hughes, who covers the Washington Wizards for NBC Sports Washington. The hottest team in town is the Wizards. It could be the Caps also, but we're discussing Wiz next with Chase Hughes here on 106.7 The Fan. Welcome back to 106.7 The Fan. We are rocking and rolling up until 11 a.m., and then... Uh, we will switch things over to Virginia Tech as they get ready to take on Syracuse. But I, I was telling my producer Donald during the break, man, there's so much to talk about. I, I, like, I wish they gave me 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Like, I could have done six hours of action-packed <laughs> radio today, uh, but we got just 30 minutes left. Uh, coming up right uh, after this interview with Chase Hughes is going to be my non-sports segment where me and Donald get into the Netflix uh, phenomenon 
Squid Game and, and talk about kind of some childhood games that we played. So let's bring on the hotline right now. Chase Hughes, have you seen Squid Game, Chase? What's going on, guys? Chase, have you seen Squid Games yet? Oh, uh, sorry, I didn't hear that. Yeah, I saw the first episode, and it's definitely intriguing, but I'm kind of watching several shows at the moment, so I haven't moved forward. Do you suggest I should? 1,000%. You're actually the only person I've talked to that watched the first episode and didn't binge watch the rest in like a week. (laughs) Well, I'm also the type of person where it's like, you know, you take – you look at it with a different eye when you get when all, there's all this hype. You're like, all right, is this been overhyped or what? But I, I, I'm, it's too early to tell for me. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think you can stick. You should stick with it, and then maybe you can join me. I will be hosting next week a little Halloween show, and we can talk oh. about it on air. Uh, but let's get right to this Wizards team. Uh, your thoughts on last night? Give me some behind the scenes content uh, from the press conferences and you know uh, interviews you did and kind of break it down last night the home opener was a win yeah I think my main takeaway from last night was the fact that the depth that we talked about all offseason was on display they didn't have Bradley Beal and last year when he didn't play uh, they went two and ten without him they in recent years have basically really needed Bradley Beal not only to play but to score 30 plus points to have a chance to win and now they can win games or at least compete in games without him and and I think the Pacers even though they're 0-2 are going to be in the playoff mix this year. they got a lot of talent. They've got Rick Carlisle coaching them now. So Bradley Beal wasn't there. Rui Hachimura wasn't there. Thomas Bryant wasn't there. The Wizards didn't play the defense that we expected them to play this season that we saw in game one. But a lot of guys stepped up. And I think, uh, you know, offensively, uh, all the shooting that we thought that they added in the offseason, all the shot making that we thought they added was on display. And, and, and basically, they don't, they're not as reliant on one guy as they used to be. Absolutely. I had a caller earlier that talked about how, you know, for so many years we've been top heavy. Uh, You know, it's kind of fun to watch a team with depth, especially because the way the NBA is right now, these coaches, it's like they just throw out a new five. You know, like I feel like growing up in the 90s and early 2000s, it was like you'd go seven, eight guys and you'd see, you know, your bench players playing with your, your Gilbert Arenas and stuff like that. Nowadays, it's like you drop the starting five and you go with a whole new five. And you just flip-flop the rotations like that. It's kind of uh, nice to have a deeper uh, bench with the NBA style being like that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I uh, I interviewed Ted Leonsis the other night, and I asked him um, about uh, Bradley Beal and, and Daniel Gafford's contracts, and uh, I wrote stories on that. But I didn't write uh, something else he told me, which was just about the depth. He compared it to the Capitals and having four lines in <laughs> hockey where you can just kind of roll out a, a bunch of different lineups. and. And, you know, so far we're seeing that. Uh, that They're two, possibly three deep at, at most positions. Um, they've got reinforcements. They can withstand injuries, which I think is going to make them a pretty good regular season team. I think they're built to win quite a few regular season games. I'm not surprised that they're off to a good start. Obviously, they're about to get a really big test in Brooklyn and Boston. But I think this is a team that will be competitive night in, night out. They're not going to play down to their opponent. They're not going to play up to their opponent. Uh, they can sustain a couple injuries. You know, we'll see. Um, obviously, injuries are going to happen. And, and Bradley Beal, you certainly don't want him to be out very long. It doesn't sound like he will be. It sounds like he'll play Monday. But I, I think this is a team that, it, that is going to push, you know, 45 wins, uh, maybe even more if they can stay healthy and if some of these guys uh, can tap into the upside that we think they can tap into. And I think the Wizards will be in the playoffs. And, and, and I think already uh, the predictions from Vegas and some of the national outlets are, are looking a little sketchy. You know, Vegas had them at 34 and a half wins. 
um, I think they're going to smash that over. Yeah, if they can stay healthy. But first of all, I'm not surprised at all that Ted Leonsis compared this team to hockey. You know, he, <laughs> he loves the Capitals. He loves hockey. You know, they brought him a championship, and the Wizards haven't even come close to sniffing that. Uh, so you mentioned Bradley Beal playing Monday. What's the deal with him playing in L.A. and New York with this season? I thought I read that with the vaccination rules, it only applies to the home team, but I, I was kind of confused about it. Well, it is confusing, yes. It only applies to the home team. So you saw what happened with Andrew Wiggins in Golden State. Uh, of course, we've all seen what, what's happening with Kyrie Irving in Brooklyn, but it only affects home players. And it, that is also the case in Toronto, uh, where the, the laws are very strict. Uh, Bradley Beal played there. Uh, he just had to stay in his hotel room the whole time, kind of quarantine, uh, which he said was, was not all that bad because it was similar to last year, which is what everyone had to go through. So, uh, so far, so good. You know, as far as playing in those games, he'll be fine. Now, of course, um, he'll be less protected uh, against getting the virus and, and, and having the effects from it. So maybe it'll crop up later in the year, but uh, he seems to be fine with the restrictions that they have him uh, having to deal with, which is basically being sequestered from his teammates in the locker room, having yeah. to wear masks indoors, and uh, you know when they're on the road in those cities, not being able to leave his hotel room. It definitely scares me because I, I don't want anything to derail this team uh, that has so much energy and you know youth with with a good mix of veterans there. And the last thing you'd want is you know some kind of controversy. Uh, but let's talk about Spencer Dinwiddie, unbelievable clutch three pointer last night. We played the clip on the air here, and uh, I just loved like the confidence to pull up from the top of the key. How good can Din Spencer, I've been calling him Spencer Dinwadi uh, on this show here, <laughs> AWOD Weekend Radio, how good can he be in this offense? Well, first of all, he just looks great coming back from the ACL injury. I mean, this guy had surgery to repair a partially torn ACL in January. Uh, you know, it was, it was very early last season that he tore it. Um, and he's back, and he looks like the guy that he was before the injury. He's getting to the rim at will. Um, he's got his rhythm back. I've just been so impressed with how he can finish around the rim without jumping very high. He's just one of those guys, uh, first of all, that's really strong and can kind of use his body to bounce defenders off of him, but he's just got the release angles and the touch around the rim uh, that I think is pretty special that will probably allow him to play for a long, long time. Um, he's playing pretty well defensively. Certainly in the first game he looked good. Uh, you know, last night there was a lot to work on for the Wizards defensively. They got the win. Um, but one thing that stood out to me so far is the shooting. You mentioned the confidence, him pulling up, taking shots. You know, sometimes it looks like hero ball, of course, but uh, they're falling. And he looks pretty smooth as a shooter, and he's never been a good shooter. Like, if you look at his shooting splits, uh, field goal percentage, three-point percentage, effective field goal percentage, it's basically identical to Russell Westbrook. And we all know <laughs> Russell Westbrook's never been known as a good shooter. But I'm wondering if Spencer Dinwiddie is, is maybe, you know, tapping into some of his shooting upside. He spent a lot of time rehabbing. You know, usually if it's a leg injury, all well, you can do Chase, is shoot for Chase, the first I would, few months. I would kind of argue with Spencer Dinwiddie, or Dinwiddie that, like, he's got a good-looking <laughs> form jumper. I think it's better-looking than Westbrook. And, and I could argue maybe his field goal percentage is lower because, like, when he was in Brooklyn, it was a bad team and he had to be a volume shooter. I think, like, if he shoots only good shots, I think we're going to see that percentage go up. Sure, and we've seen guys who just become better shooters late in their 20s or sometimes in their 30s, like Jason Kidd. Uh, <laughs> you can work on it. You know, yeah. Ben Simmons might not be developing an outside shot. Russell Westbrook never hasn't developed one, but it's not unheard of for someone to become a better shooter later in their career. And you know, when you're rehabbing a, a torn ACL, 
or a, a devastating leg injury, oftentimes the first thing you can do is shoot. I mean, for months, like these guys start out shooting in chairs and then they shoot stationary. And then ultimately they're able to move around and, and run around. So maybe he just worked on his shot a lot and improved it because right now he looks really, really good shooting the three ball. You're listening to AWOD Weekend Radio here on 106.7 The Fan. My guest on the hotline right now is my guy Chase Hughes. Covers the Wizards for NBC Sports Washington. Chase, you know I could talk to you all day, but we're running out of time here, so I'm going to give you some quick-fire questions here. Let's start this. Update on Thomas Bryant and Rui Hashimura. Thomas Bryant, expect him in December. Tommy Shepard said recently before Christmas, but they're taking their time with him. Uh, Rui's doing individual workouts. He's with the team. But I think it's going to probably be a few weeks before he plays because they're going to really take their time, give him his space, and get him up to speed conditioning-wise. Davis Bertans hit a couple clutch threes yesterday. For me, it started with that backdoor cut and layup that got, got him the confidence, made it feel like he's in the game. He's had a couple assists in the first two games. I think that's huge for him because if you involve him in the offense more than just the three-point threat, I, I think it helps him get open. Absolutely, you're right, and he's playing a little bit better defense. He's rebounding more. He says he's kind of playing more like he did with the Spurs. And I think last night you saw the value of his three-point shooting. This team, they're not a great three-point shooting team. They need his shooting from the outside, and last night it made a huge impact. Montrez Harrell, I, what else do you label him besides, like, he's a dog, dude. He's like, he's a rim <laughs> protector, he's a rebounder, he grabs and ones, he's undersized, but he'll fight with anyone. Uh, I mean, how do you explain it? I don't know how you don't love that guy's game. I mean, he yeah. gives max effort every single play, every single night. He had only played one game for the Wizards, and last night Ted Leonsis showed up in a Montrez Herald jersey. But I'm actually about to tweet it. I implore everyone to check it out. The logo for his clothing line is unbelievable. It's called Underdog, and it's him and a dog sharing kibble out of a dog bowl. It's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. <laughs> but that, he embodies underdog, and that's kind of the theme of the Wizards season so far. So he's perfect for the Wizards right now. Oh, that's great. And uh, people can find that by follow you, following you on Twitter at ChaseHughesNBCS. Uh, last question. What's been better this season, the, the clutch stops on defense and, and overtime, or is it the 50% three-point shooting? I think the defense. Uh, now, certainly Wes Unsell Jr., their new head coach, would like to see it be more consistent. But uh, that's what they would talk about all offseason. That's what they wanted to instill in this team is defensive structure. And I think for the most part, we've seen that so far. And I think that's going to raise the ceiling of the team and make them uh, much more competitive in the playoffs if they get there. All right, Chase. Thanks so much, man. Take care. Absolutely, man. Yep. As always, Chase Hughes, a great follow on Twitter at Chase Hughes NBCS. Next up, Squid Game. Why Americans are so obsessed with it. Next, here on 106.7 The Squid. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Welcome back to 106.7 The Fan. I'm Adam Epstein. And I always do a segment on my show called Netflix. It's everything that you can watch on streaming services. Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, Disney+, and so on. And the best thing I've watched this year on Netflix, I'm watching, I watched it because of my producer Donald told me about it. It was called The Squid Game. Unbelievable. Nine episodes. Action-packed. Uh... Like I was telling Chase, I don't know how you can watch the first episode and not just be hooked and want to find out the end of it. Um, You know, if you haven't seen it, it's basically a murder game. Like, I don't know. How else would you describe it? Like, people get captured and then kind of, like, go back on their own will and decide, like, hey, I'd I'd be willing to risk my life for millions and millions of dollars. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the best way I would describe it. Uh, Essentially, it's a bunch of people who are in massive debt. And they have to play or don't have to play this game. They have the choice to play this game on if they want to win this money or not. But your life is on the line, literally. If you've seen like Hunger Games, maybe that's the only other movie or kind of comparison I can uh, can draw it to. But it's been a good watch. Like you said, I I started it and I finished it in two days. And I'm Absolutely. not even like a binge watcher like yeah. that. I finished it in like three or four days. So it takes place in Seoul, the capital city of South Korea. And it kind of had us thinking, hey, if this if we were going to make an American version of this, what what kind of childhood games would be in it? Because they play all these kid games like Red Light, Green Light, but they play them to the death, extreme, like tug of war. And so we were thinking of a few, of course, like Balloon Olympics is something that everyone's kind of been talking about where you just kind of keep the balloon in the air. That's kind of become like a professional sport somehow. Yeah. <laughs> I wish it was around when I was a kid. <laughs> uh, when I was growing up, it was like Manhunt and Tag were the big ones. Uh, and then I kind of came up with a cool list here. What did you have, Donald? Yeah, I had a few. I was I don't know how you would convert it to a squid game, but I was big on kickball as a as a child. That's a good um, one. I thought Simon Says could be an interesting one because if you have... You played a lot of Simon Says. I always I thought did, it was kind of lame. I, it was kind of lame, but I was thinking from a squid game perspective, right. the way they did like red light, green light, where they had the girl kind of like saying what you do. Yeah. They could have a similar thing where someone's shouting out the actions, but if you mess up... That could be kind of epic. Consequences. I, I wrote down uh, Capture the Flag. Oh, that's a that good That would one. be awesome. Here's a game that I played only like twice as a kid. Uh, it was called Kick the Can. Did you ever play that? It was like yeah. you had one person protecting a can or a cone, and you had to run and try to kick it over before they tagged you. That could be cool. Uh, Do you ever play chopsticks growing up, like the math game with your fingers? It sounds familiar, you like but I don't... If you get five fingers, your hand is out. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm yeah. About? That, that could be kind of fun. Uh, On a similar aspect, did you play spoons where you had like it was kind of you make the plastic spoons and you you kind of make it where you flick each other spoon and if your spoon cracks first, no, and you lost. No, we never played that, but we played uh, the uh, flick the top of the can where you take you take the can like a can of Coke 
and you you crack it and then you like flick each one and then whoever can get it to fly off wins. Right. That could be a really cool like to the death scene. I'm talking about like if it's a cinematic motion picture, we're trying to get excited off of like American kid games, <laughs> uh, musical chairs. I, I that was, would be epic to the death. I you was know? gonna say musical chairs or a similar like Duck Duck Goose, where it's kind of that oh, same. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was thinking about those That's two. A duck Duck Goose, man. That was a good one. <laughs> Uh, we played The Floor is Lava, a.k.a. Mission Impossible, uh, in gym class. Here's a good one that we played in elementary school. Heads Up, Seven Up. Oh, yeah. You remember that where you put your oh, thumb yeah. in the air and you had to find out who's touching? And you always knew if it was a guy's hand or a girl's yeah. hand. That was, that was your way to cheat. Uh, I put Pool Basketball. That'd be kind of fun. That was a game we played a lot as a kid. Uh, and then I invented a game with my friend Matt called Scooter Soccer, where we rode around on our Razor scooters and tried to kick goals. So it, that's my thoughts. If you can hit me up on Twitter at AWOD Radio to chime in. Appreciate everyone for listening to the show. I'll be back next Saturday. Don't go anywhere. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.